Hi, I'm Vincent Andrasani, and this is episode 26 of The Place of Sound. Thanks very much for tuning into this episode, and thanks also to those who've been following along through the last few episodes of the show. We've spent the last three episodes featuring the sound-based compositions and the research of others, the first of which was guest-hosted by Vancouver-based sound artist Helena Krobach and featured her newest soundscape composition, Sea Readings or a Watery Grave. The second featured a guest interview with Communication and Media Studies professor Dr. Tracy Lorio and was on the topic of scent cartographies. And the third episode was guest-hosted by sound studies professor at Simon Fraser University, Dr. Milena Drumova, and featured an exploration of sound and urban livability. All three episodes were produced in association with the Urban Imaginaries Project, a collaboration between Carleton University School of Industrial Design, Communication and Media Studies Program, and Ottawa Coffeehouse Arlington 5. To learn more about this project, check out urbanimaginaries.com or follow along on Instagram using the handle at urbanimaginaries. And now we're back on track with our regularly scheduled programming. For those who happen to be listening for the first time, The Place of Sound is a show that explores the theme of space or the social geography using sound and listening. We do so through a variety of audio media production formats, so you can expect to do a few different types of listening in a single show. Episodes consist of what we refer to as audio portraits or oral history style interviews that explore the topic of home. Soundscape compositions, which use everyday sounds to communicate the personal and social significance of a given place. And we typically end the episode with a short documentary style piece that explores the place-based identity of the producer. The aim with these particular projects is to allow the producer to think about the places that made them who they are today. These are the types of projects that you can expect to hear on The Place of Sound. And in this episode, all of them were produced by students here at Carleton University. They're what gets produced in Comms 4501, Digital Media Production, which is a fourth year workshop course in the Communication and Media Studies program. But before we dive into the projects, we'll listen to a quick trailer for a new documentary podcast series that explores the injustices of large-scale state institutions and their effects on those who are labeled with intellectual and developmental disabilities. The series is called Invisible Institutions and is developed by Megan Linton, an Ottawa-based researcher and disability justice activist. Where did you work? 
Under the auspices of training programs, employers can legally pay people with intellectual and developmental disabilities pennies an hour. Did you get paid? 70 cents. 70 cents a day? Every two weeks. Every two weeks, he got 70 cents. Yeah. Introducing Invisible Institutions, a new documentary podcast exploring the horrors of large-scale state institutions for people labeled with intellectual and developmental disabilities in Canada. The host and creator, Megan Linton, is a researcher and disability justice activist investigating the unreported and invisibilized horrors of the institutional system. Join her on her journey to the grounds of current and former institutions, including interviews with survivors, community activists, and experts, as they work together to expose the exploitation, isolation, resistance, and survival facing people labeled with disabilities. These are real stories that are impacting every single day when someone makes a call and says, we have a bed for you. We don't have a home for you, we have a bed for you. Find Invisible Institutions wherever you get your podcasts, coming February 2022. Okay, on to the projects. In this episode, we'll listen to an audio portrait, a soundscape composition, and an audio documentary. Three projects in total. The first project is an audio portrait by Jonah Poirier titled The Difficulty of Finding Home. The piece consists of an interview between Jonah and a close friend of his, and it addresses the challenges of developing a sense of home, questioning the more traditional idea of home as a place of comfort and safety. The second project is a soundscape composition by Hannah Leister titled A Weekend at the Cottage. In it, Hannah brings listeners along with her on a trip from Ottawa to a friend's cottage in Quebec. For Hannah, these are the soundscapes of relaxation, disconnecting and regenerating before heading back to the bustle of the city. And the final project is an audio documentary by Feng Lun Jin titled Who Am I? Feng Lun explores the relationship between her own identity and place. And in so doing, she brings us to meaningful spaces to her, such as her dance school and her high school, among others. By the end of the piece, we'll develop a sense of who Feng Lun is today as a result of the place-based relationships she's cultivated throughout her life. Okay, let's begin with Jonah's audio portrait titled the difficulty of finding home. Jonah, over to you. My audio portrait interviewed a, cl- a classmate of mine that has recently graduated uh, from the Bachelors of Commerce program at Carleton University. Her aspect of home was very difficult to find through her childhood and adolescence, and she just had recently found it moving out on her own with a new puppy. Um, 
This audio portrait was deeply personal and was a very moving uh, project to make uh, for myself. I was actually born in Calgary, Alberta, and then I moved to Edmonton, then to Winnipeg, then to Montreal, and then I moved to Ottawa around the age of six years old. I would only find that I kind of started to establish myself in Montreal because that's when I went to preschool and kindergarten. But by that point, I had only spent a year there and then we moved to Ottawa. So it was definitely hard to find friends and establish myself in a group. I don't really think I had a sense of home. Like I said, I moved around a lot up until the age of six. And then basically a year after I moved to Ottawa, my parents divorced and it wasn't exactly a pleasant divorce. My parents do hate each other and pin children against each other. So it was hard to feel a sense of home and us as kids, our parents actually traveled. So we also didn't have your typical divorce parents schedule where you could do one week on one week off. We actually did two days on two days off. So it was hard to even just settle within the house. Two days was no time to kind of get into a routine at that house. By the time you were ready to finally settle in, it was like, Oh, okay, pack your bags. You're going to the next house. So I decided to move out because I, I guess I just reached a point where I, w I had enough. I actually got a dog in May of 2021 and that was something I always wanted for myself. I always wanted like a companion and uh, the very first night that uh, I brought him home, he slept through the entire night and then woke me up at four in the morning and in that moment I started to feel a sense of home because I realized I had built a connection to this dog, even though he was waking me up at four in the morning. But it also made me feel connected to the space because this is where my memories of my first dog would be. And that was something that I always wanted. I just feel like I was able to kind of shut everything out for a moment and forget about all the problems that had happened in the past, anything that I was facing in the present as I was still a student at that time. I kind of just narrowed in on the moment with him and forgot about the rest of the world and it was just me and him. No matter what, at the end of the day, whether it was a good day or a bad day, I have my little four-legged friend. My name is Hannah and for my module two soundscape composition assignment, I chose to explore the sound and space of my friend's cottage, a place I like to go to escape the busyness of everyday life. There are many relaxing elements to the cottage and my goal was to capture them through my recordings. My soundscape composition is telling a story about how it feels to be at the cottage through different sounds and descriptions. This project allowed me to acknowledge the sounds that create the tranquility that I enjoy so much, editing them together to bring listeners into a specific space and time. My friend and I pack our things as we begin our two hour drive from the city of Ottawa to the cottage in Quebec for the weekend. When we arrive, we put our things inside and then begin our trip with a walk through the nearby forest, where the leaves have all fallen to the ground from the crisp air.
On our walk, you can hear the birds chirping and the wind blowing through the trees, making for a peaceful and calming experience. After our forest walk, we went down to the small beach outside of the cottage, walking along the water through the sand and rocks. The water makes gentle waves as it passes through the rocks, providing us with a relaxing sound. We then get the wood ready to start a fire, unloading it into the fire pit. The fire fills the air with warmth, smoke, and crackling sounds for us to enjoy. Later in the evening, the sounds of crickets and other beings can be heard amongst the silence of the night. The next morning, we pack our things and begin to leave as we rejoin the busy reality of everyday life. This is a story about a girl's growth with love and energy. Six years later, as I walked into a familiar dance studio and I looked at a group of energetic 14 and 15 years old, I saw myself. My high school is not only a beautiful transcript, nor a shining university admission letter, but also a good environment and platform for me to enrich myself with respect to rules and faith. Studying abroad, however, brings me unlimited possibilities and development space. It's a journey of adventure and makes my life unique. This is an audio documentary about a girl's experience of growing up and finding herself. Optimistic persistent, adventurous, and unusable.
There's a group in the world called dancer. Other people's childhood is all kinds of games and fun. Well, dancer's childhood is accompanied by mirrors, poles, floors, and dancing shoes. In the eyes of outsiders, dancers are very hard because whenever they squeeze out some time, they have to contribute to the dance room. Well, I used to be one of these dancers. I have studied dance since I was three years old. I have learned Chinese dance, folk dance, ballet, and so on. At first, my parents want me to have a good temperament and figure, and make a hobby at the same time. Later, with the love of dance in my heart, I entered a professional international style of ballroom dance school, just as you think. A dancer dances all the time, despite eating and sleeping every day. In my world, the bright stage and thunderous applause are always so short. In order to be recognized by the audience and myself on the stage, it has become a goal of my effort before I was 16. But I don't know when. I suddenly thought that if I'm 30, would I continue to dance? Can I still dance? What else can I do besides dancing? The answer to me is nothing. The golden age of a dancer is such short 20 years. This is a career that needs to pay for youth. But I don't want to know nothing despite dancing at my best age. So I came to a place that changed the trajectory of my life. My high school. College of Sino Canada, an important place that changed my life path. In these two years, I seem to have come in a new world, a world I have never touched, a world that is not only dance. At there, I know and understand myself in the process of study and life, and get rid of the road planned for me by others. It was very free here. I chose my own courses and arranged my own time. No one forced me to study. Some teachers were not only teachers, but also friends. Well, they taught me knowledge and also let me understand the problems that a person needs to face after going to society. At the same time, my classmates let me slowly integrate into campus, whether in study or daily life. The whole atmosphere in the class was very clear about their goals, and everyone studies very seriously and hard. 
I have learned that the more competitive the environment is, the more we can see the gap between talent and effort. In my high school, or I would like to call it starting point, a new starting point of my life, I gradually found myself go, which was no longer dancing. Now, if I can go back to a certain moment in the past, it must be my most precious two years of high school. There was no denying that it opened the door to a new stage of my life. After two years of study in BCCSC, I have a great interest in the media field. I want to study and develop in the media field in the university and even in the future. So I came to Ottawa, a place that carries my new memory. In the autumn, when I first came, I took several flights, brought two big luggages warily, lived in Lee's apartment, ate pizzas takeout downstairs, and fought with IKEA furniture brought by Hardly. A bed, a desk, and two chairs barely make up a warm home. It seems that they were also telling me my life of studying abroad is about to begin. Ottawa's autumn is very beautiful. In the fresh air, it was like a fairy tale of autumn. I saw punky lightens in the Upper Canada village and I licked the maple syrup poured on the snow. In the cold night, I went crazy with my friends in downtown. It was very cold. I rubbed my hands and stepped on my feet. Many days and nights, I have seen the change of sunrise and sunset at the Red Billings Bridge station. In the cold winter snow, Hiding behind the glass door of the waiting hall, I looked anxiously at the clock of my mobile phone to the school. Every moment spent here is like green in a leaf. My relationship with Ottawa was crisscrossed. In those years, Carter's UC building, library, and my apartments became my normal life. I loved the school's library especially in December. The Christmas tree made of books glittered on the fourth floor. The strong aroma of coffee from Starbucks, the hurried bikes of students, the humming twins with headphones, and the snowing flakes flying outside the window all look particularly bright and charming in the cold winter night. Carton's underground passage which made people always get lost, was the warmest place to remember. Studying abroad has brought me unlimited possibilities and development space. 
This was an adventure that makes my life unique. These memories were interwoven in my mind. It reflects Ottawa's past, present, and future. For a long time, home and my parents are warm embrace and deep love. With my growth and understanding of the world, it's the basis for my three outlooks and knowledge. In retrospect, I have been developing and growing according to my own choice. They didn't force me to plan a right path for me. No matter what choice I make, they will always support me and encourage me. It is precisely because they have always been a strong backing around me, which has given me a lot of courage so that I can like go to do everything I like. Every time I look back, they always hold me in their arms and say to me, keep going, you can do it. Sometimes I would like to think, maybe it's my past dance experiences which makes me understand the significance of persistence. I will never give up anything now or even on the road in the future. Now recalling all the previous experiences and the past, I feel very lucky that these irreplaceable and unrepeatable experiences have made me who I am now. From the dance room, to my high school class, to the adventure journey in Ottawa, every place has witnessed my growth and transformation. Thanks very much for tuning in to this episode of The Place of Sound. But before I sign off, a couple of quick notes. A reminder that what we've listened to here on this show is only a fraction of the work produced in association with this project. If you're interested in checking out more, have a look at theplaceofsound.ca, where you're not only able to hear this audio work, but also see some of the original photos and the writing that students produce to go along with the audio. There's also a featured work section on the site's blog where you can access some notable individual projects. And in the classes section, you can have a look into the portfolio websites designed by students themselves, which host every project produced in the course. And lastly, under the listen link, you're able to access the show's archive and listen back to any episode of the show you'd like to hear. for upcoming episodes of the show, which air on CKCU Radio every other Monday at 6.30 p.m. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Place of Sound.